This episode is being brought to you by Speedweed. Speedweed is America's most trusted name in medical marijuana delivery. Go to www.speedweed.com for all your medical marijuana needs. Enjoy. Hello, Don Varis. How are you? What's the name of your studio, Esther? It's called Koo's Secret Studio. Koo's Secret Studio. How many podcasts have you done? Actually, no, it's actually Koo and the Gang. Koo and the Gang? Yeah, after your very successful podcast. And one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you, because I'm very impressed with, I don't know what it is, your hustle, whatever has gotten you to the point where you're doing a lot of things right. And I think it's very interesting to find people that are doing things right, because you hear about the success stories, but you don't hear much about on the road to success. So, one of the things that I notice about you in this day and age, our social media is so very, very important. And you've done outstanding things with it. I think on your Twitter you have, I believe you Do have you an, follow me on Twitter, Don Barris? You know what? I don't follow many people. But you know what? After today, I will follow you. So how do you even know that I'm doing well on there? How do I know you that you stalk me? Do- no, I don't stalk yet. What I think I do is... I've heard how many people you have, and I know it's completely a numbers game, but it's you getting your name out there. And that's what we're going to talk about a lot today. But first of all, if you're not familiar with Esther Koo, Esther Koo is a very funny comic, and her background, what I know of, you came from New York and you came to Los Angeles because I was on your show. You were very nice to have me on that, and we talked a lot about things like that. Thank you for doing my show. People loved it. Did they really? Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. I think one of the reasons I like you, Esther, is because I did your show, and during your research looking for me, you didn't even know that I did the movie Windy City Heat. You didn't know much about me. But when you found Windy City Heat, you became a fan. And I couldn't, but most women don't like the project at all. Really? But you jumped into it. I don't think people quite understand how badly Perry wants to become a star. Now, if you heard my last Simply Down the podcast from last week, you heard the, let's say, the celebrity that he had a back and forth Twitter PM with. And she is just basically explaining to this man, no, everything you're saying is not true. I am telling you, you are wrong. He didn't want to believe it because he wants to believe the dream so much. And why? He doesn't care. His life is not the best in the world. And so these people that think, oh, you're being such a piece of crap to him. And most women look at that. They're very nurturing. So when they see somebody that they think is being hurt, that's what they'll do instead of like, Jumping on board. Well, I'm an asshole. All right. I five to you with one of the best laughs there is. Asshole Esther Koo. Well, I don't know if I'm an asshole. Do you think I'm an asshole? Sometimes I think I can be an asshole. Oh, I, I guarantee you, you have that germ in you. Yeah. And you see, and it's it's hard because you're a cute girl, but you come from a background that you say that you were a complete nerd. Yes. Really? And when you were a complete nerd, did you go out with guys at all? No. Not at all? No, I went to college a virgin. Were you a sad person like in high school? Were you there and like on big dance nights or something? We're all... I didn't go to dance nights. Never? I wasn't allowed to. But was it something that made you sad? Um, Yeah, I wanted to. I wished that I could, but I couldn't. So when you blossom into this flower that you became, how do you think you handled that? Do you still kind of sit in the background or do you, are you mean with it? Because I could see <laughs> where you could be. I see yeah. where you could be. Yeah. Are you mean to people? Yeah. Are you really? Yeah, because deep down, it, okay, you ever hear the fat girl syndrome when you grow up a fat girl? Right. When you're a kid and you're a fat girl and you blossom into like a skinny you're, girl, right. woman, uh, and you're attractive in your adult years, you still feel like that fat girl. Right. And that's why I'm mean with it, because when I'm mean with it, and I'm not mean to everybody with it, but if I can sense that some idiot is like likes me, it's just fun to kind of slap him around. You know? Really? Yeah, because deep down inside, I still feel like the nerdy bucktooth girl with glasses that people made fun of. But I think now, it never leaves you, right? Now, I have a list here, and maybe I can read some of these. People that suppose that you had... Uh, relationships with uh, the one that I see right at the top, Colin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> what was he like? 
<laughs> you know, he was surprisingly hairy. Oh, really? Yeah. Why are Irish guys hairy? You know, not really. That's why I was surprised. Oh, yeah. That's right? what you said. You yeah. were surprised. All right, I can go. Th- we can pick up on that list in a little while. Do you think that sometimes you can turn into that person? That's the reason I said. You asked if I think that. You, did you say bitch? I don't think I asshole. Don't, asshole. Okay. Yeah. When you use the word asshole, I could see where you could become that because it's like almost like you don't understand the powers that you have now because they were powers that you didn't grow up with, and when you do that. I wonder if you do that out of fear or you really are being mean. What do you think it is? I think it's revenge. Really? Yeah. Is there a story? You don't need to mention names, but is there a story of some guy that kind of had a thing for you and you kind of almost like, what for whatever reason, you weren't really nice to him? Yeah. Okay. Give me. Tell me a little story about that. And you don't have to mention names unless you want to, because names are always great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this was the the night that I met Dave Juskow. <laughs> Who's Dave Juskow? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Is he a comic? No, I, I'm sorry. I only yeah. know I, don't, I only know people like at the comedy store. I try to live I in know. my own little world so much. I know you're such a comedy store rat. Yeah. Well. But can you blame me? But that's great. Can you blame me, though? No, I, I cannot blame you. Every night I get it. I chance. love the store. I get, I get to do a spot every single night. I get it at the end of the night, so there's not a lot of the politics bullshit where people are like, oh, blah, 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 which they are on everybody. Everybody gets judged by everybody. If one guy gets a 10, 15 spot and another guy gets an 11, 30 spot, the 11, 30 spot guy, why is that guy getting 10, 15? And they get so mad. Who cares? It's well, better not to look. Oh, absolutely. Just worry about yourself. Like, what time is your spot and just get there on time? Right on, sister. Yeah, you I know, like your when you're attitude. swimming an Olympic pool, don't look at where everybody else is. You just got to You're You're racing swim to yourself. Your yeah. Exactly. All right, so now, don't think that I'm being a dick because I don't know who he is. Where is he from? Is he from here in town or is he no, like a New York No, he's a New York com- comic. Okay. Yeah. And is he kind of big? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you said the name like, oh, yeah, and so I was with Jerry Seinfeld. Well, you know what? He was on Crashing, episode four, season one. Crashing? Yeah, that HBO show with Pete Holmes. Oh, shit. I don't even know that. Um, He's a, you know. All right. So tell me the story. So this guy, he hits on you. Well, I meet him outside the comedy cellar, and he is just like all over me. Like he is able to name every credit that I have. And he was like, really? I watched you on the Jack and Triumph show. I watched you on this. I watched you on this. I listened Wait, to Wait, what's the Jack and Triumph show? This is um, Adult Swim sitcom with Robert Smigel and Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Oh, Talk. yeah. Yeah. You were on that. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank See, you. that's wonderful. So, so he he was like just like telling me like how he's seen everything that I've done. And like that never happens. You know what I mean? Like you right. know how it is. Absolutely. You go out, you go out, you do your shows, and people at the store they know you, but they they might not know all your other credits and stuff. Right. Like I've seen you for years at the store, and, and I never knew about Windy City Heat until right. you until came over we... to do my podcast. Wow! So I'm trying to think in my own position. If somebody comes up, oh, I'm a huge fan of this. I'm a huge fan of that. When they say that, I automatically, hey, I kind of like this guy's attitude. Now, your first thought when somebody is that knowing of what you do, how do you treat them? Well, it wasn't just, it wasn't that alone. It was also his face and his demeanor. But let's let's just say this. Let's say that some guy, just a fan who just wants five minutes of your time. I look at them like they're easy to manipulate. (laughs) Oh, that's that's kind of a bitchy attitude. (laughs) Oh, that really is. (laughs) No, but like, like I'm talking about, the way I'm talking about, I act like this happens all the time. It doesn't. That's why I had to just take advantage of this situation because actually that's never happened. Okay. Usually people at a show, they're there to see other people or right. maybe the biggest thing they'll say is, oh, I loved you on XYZ. And then we move on. But he kept naming stuff and he was naming specific things that I was like, wow, this guy is really. So, so what's going on into your mind? On How me. you're going to hurt him? Are you going to crush his heart? No, I was 
I was really flattered. I wasn't okay, concocting so that, some plan okay. at all. So that's how you are. So he's talking to you. All right, now pick up the story. Okay, so then we all go out to a diner. Now, when you say we, uh-huh. your whole gang, uh, no, see, he's, he's best friends with like Dave Attell, Artie Lang, and Russ oh. Maneen. So he invites me without telling them. But all four of them are like a rat pack. So for him to invite this girl, they all looked at him like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And meanwhile, I was just excited to go to the diner with these big comics, you know? Who wouldn't be? Right. So I decided to go, but then... um, (laughs) Oh, I have a feeling this is where we hit the fork in the road. (laughs) Pick it up. Now, did you go with him to take take a cab with him? He Um, drove? He drove me and Atel to the diner. Okay. So so we go to Chelsea Diner. So in the car, is there any conversations? How's Dave Atel treating you? Oh, he's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I was talking about like how much I love Kevin Brennan and Atel's like, boy, you, you really know a lot about him. I'm like, yeah, I do, you know, because everybody knows that like I'm in love with Kevin Brennan. See, so, I, or not everybody because I didn't know that. <laughs> but, but now I've got it. Okay. What does Kevin Brennan do just now since you <laughs> dropped that name? He, um, he has a hilarious podcast. Really? So mm-hmm. it's just he has a podcast. He doesn't, is he a stand up? Oh, yeah. He's a stand up. Where does he work? In New York. Oh, so you're really more attached to New York than you are L.A. No, I love L.A. Okay, so let's get back okay. to this car ride with so David. Anyway, so anyway, so Jeskow is driving. And this is the first night I ever met Jeskow, right? And so we get into his van. He has a creepy brown van. Yeah. A minivan. <laughs> but, <laughs> but thank God Hotel was there so that it wasn't as creepy. Yeah, because, I guess maybe that because it pro- that might even be creepier. No, I don't think so. Because first of all, why would a guy in David Tell's position do something to ruin his life? Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I would feel safer with somebody like exactly. That. No, okay. I I didn't. That didn't even question. You know, that question didn't even pop up. Um, so we go to the diner, <laughs> and um, his friend Russ Maneev didn't want to come in because. Because uh, he doesn't like you. He hates yeah. your guts. He doesn't no. like me. No. Is that true? Because at a Caroline's Christmas party 10 years ago, I heard, I saw him. I didn't know who he was, and I was just an open micer. No, I knew who he was. And I heard that he liked Asian girls. And he's a good looking guy. Like, he's like a classic. So you're putting the beta. Good looking guy. Like, he could be a Sears catalog model, right? Wow, you really have high expectations <laughs> when you talk good looks. Sears so, catalog model. So. <laughs> So I heard that he likes Asian girls. So I was like, I, I went up to him and I was like, hey. And he was like, hey. I was like, you want to get out of here? He's like, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. That's how aggressive you were? No. And then he goes, yeah. Wait a minute. It took that much time. You just don't even talk to him at all. You just, hey, 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 you want to get out of here? That's the truth? I said that to him. Yes. Okay. But that quickly. That quickly. That's okay. all I said to him. Okay. And he was like, Yeah. And we start walking towards the door. And like two seconds later, I'm like, just kidding. I'm a comedian. Oh, you are a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boy, I'm seeing it. You see, the truth is you have been nothing but nice to me ever. And I thought, wow, she is really a nice person. But now I'm seeing this other side. Continue on, please. So then he just had this like look on his face like, fucking bitch and then no he's probably saying cunt just like (laughs) (laughs) but i've never done that to you no you haven't to most guys i haven't done that i just want to clear that for the record like i don't go around doing this to everybody but i think that what it is is and maybe i'm just guessing here maybe because of your upbringing and not feeling like the person that who would ever want to be with me now that it's happening and people really would like to be with you anybody who approaches you or sends that vibe out or it's put in your mind that, hey, maybe I could do something with this guy. Bingo. You fight against it. Yeah. Possibly. You're 100% correct. Let me tell you this. I have a therapy place over there on La Brea near Sunset. And during the day, that's what I do. I take a few clients every day and I talk what? to them. What? You're a therapist? Yes. Shut up. All right. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
All right, so let's get back to this situation. All right, so here you You're are. You're a cunt. No, I'm not a... No, 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 That was no. a cunt move. What was a cunt move? Not really. Saying, that, oh, but I immediately told you. I didn't live I immediately out. told Russ, too. I said, just kidding, I'm a comedian. But you see, you're playing with another thing. I'm not trying to play with your your loins. And you were like, oh, hell, I've never had this happen to me before. <laughs> I know, to me, it's just funny. Yeah, it's funny, but I mean, to me, that'd be a cunt I move. Just do, I just do things for my own entertainment. <laughs> well, okay, absolutely. And you know what? If they don't get you, then they shouldn't be in your life. And that's the way you have to look. It's going to be harder to find people that will put up with that kind of bullshit. But I understand what you're saying. That's the kind of person you are. If you don't understand my humor, then I don't want you in my life anyway. So that's a good way to work things. I don't think you're a bad person for doing that. Yeah. I just think I can understand why some guy who just some attractive girl comes up to me and says wants to leave. And I guess deep down inside, I do it because deep, I don't really believe that I'm like some attractive girl, you know? So to me, it's just all a joke. It's almost like, I'm just wearing like, well, a costume. Well, I'll tell you, Colin Farrell and Justin Timberlake, uh, <laughs> obviously, that's quite a list you have there. But continue on. So now this guy is there, sees you, doesn't want to be part of this little party because negative Esther Koo is there. Yeah. All right. So now take it from there. So then um, we have a very awkward meal. <laughs> because in my head, I was like, like that didn't pop into my head. That he's still mad at me for that. Right. I thought he probably doesn't even remember me, is my thought. Okay. So. All right, yeah. But I but I think that something like that, I'll tell you this. I could name the name, but there is a girl that now has done very well for herself, like a nationally known figure that was just daddy's little girl, cunt attitude like I've never seen in my life. And she did some things at the comedy store to me, and she lied to the then-talent coordinator, Tommy Morris. I mean, really over-the-top, like, I shut, I threw a girl down the stairs, that type of thing. Like, started that rumor? She went to Tommy, the talent coordinator of the comedy store, and said, oh, yeah, he threw, pushed this girl down the stairs the other day which was a complete fucking lie. And it, he knew it was a lie because he said that girl would have come up to me immediately and told me the same thing. She never mentioned it. So she, Tommy knew that that girl was lying. By the way, for people that don't know, I know he's been mentioned before, but Tommy Morris isn't the guy that helped out Perry that one time. Uh, Tommy Morris was also the talent creator at the world-famous comedy store for many, many years and actually helped me very much. So where a lot of people have problems with him, I actually liked him. But back to you, Esther Koo. Esther Koo. <laughs> okay, so now. That's awful. She did that to you. Oh, I I will never forgive her. Ugh. I will never, ever, yeah. ever forgive her. And every time I see her, I just love to hear people saying bad things about her. I just love it. Okay, you can tell me who it is after. Absolutely, and I'll be happy to. And then I'll tweet it out. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Boy, today I'm seeing the super negative side of Esther Koo like never before. So anyway, let's get back. So now you're having an uncomfortable meal. Now, who is at this meal? Give the lineup. You, of course. Artie Lang. Artie Lang. Patel and Jessica and me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, was Artie Lang nice to you? Um, He was, He was. Uh, I think he was sticking up for his boy, Russman. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You got a text message? Yes. Yeah. So I almost, you know, I don't know. You almost, you know what? No, nothing. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You can't start something and then not finish it. You almost what? At this dinner? No, nothing. Did you get in a fight? Did no. You... I was like oblivious to like, why does everybody hate me? <laughs> really? Yes. And so when did you find out why everybody hated you? When Dave Jeskow told me. Oh, really? So yeah. what happened between you and him? So then we're at the bar next door, and it is like 3 in the morning. And Dave Jeskow kept like, you know what I mean? Like he's the one who invited me right. to go to the diner with them, which right. he should have never done. He's an idiot for having done that. And I got mad at him absolutely, subconsciously for absolutely. inviting me because... I was put in an awkward situation. Like, and how did you handle that awkward situation? Did you try to keep up with the guys and be funny at every time? I didn't realize it was awkward till after it was over. Oh, really? Yes. So, so what was your attitude during dinner? Were you making jokes? 
I was just oblivious. I was just but like... But did you talk? Yeah, I did. But I felt like I was just like pulling teeth with everybody, right? And, so... Oh, I'm seeing this much clearer. So what So what did he say to you? When did he tell you this? The next day? No, no, night? no. Okay. At night, Okay. I think. Yeah. So that night. And then... Um, so anyway, Jaskow is still like completely infatuated with me. He just was like, yeah, I... Um, you know, he just kept naming, like, he was referencing, like, so many things. So at the bar, he, he was came so, back and was, he was doing so, more We were more. outside on the sidewalk, and he kept, like, you know, giving me specifics of stuff that I've done. And it's very flattering, right? Absolutely. It's like most people don't know who the fuck you are, right? So And here's a guy here's that's somebody doing who does. well. So then he just has this, like, droopy look on his face, like, that said, his face screamed at me, like, God, if I could just make out with this girl. So... I was like, I have to take advantage of this. <laughs> because he just has this dumbfounded look on his face, right? And like, I've never seen that from a guy, but I'll have to take your word for it. Like, his mouth was just gaping open. And if it was a cartoon, it would have been like drooling, right? Oh. So I took advantage of that situation, of that moment. And I go, hey, you want to go inside on the couch and make out? Good way. To get to notice somebody really well, especially when they're upset with you about something. All right, so now... No, he wasn't upset Yeah. Oh, he wasn't upset. Oh, <laughs> so we've got more danger coming up. All right, so now... So so then um, he was like, yeah. And I started laughing at him, right? Now, why did you laugh at him? Because I'll tell you this. That's like a guy that pulls down his pants and you start laughing. No matter what, that can never be erased. So now you say, do you want to make out? And then you start laughing at him. And, and I thought for sure my laughter would indicate to him that I was merely joking. Oh, you pulled the same gag again. <laughs> oh, you are a cunt. <laughs> no, I'm only a cunt once a decade. I swear okay. to you. Oh. You know, can you just repeat and remind everybody how nice I've been to you? I will Most say that people, right now. I am nice like you. I will say this. It's unbelievable how nice you've been to me. And I really appreciate that. Because you were nice to me, did I invite you to our big weekend when we had the Oh my God, thank you so much. That was amazing. Uh, And you were very good. Just for those that didn't know, we had our normal ding-dong show on Monday nights at the Comedy Store, longest running show in the history of the Comedy Store, as you know. But for our big 25 or 7722, the Windy Anniversary SummerSlam weekend, on Monday, we had a big show. It was pretty packed, and we invited Esther Koo to come there because when I did your podcast, I loved the way you played the ukulele. And I said, would you come on and do that? And you came on, and you played a song about Perry, and it was it killed, and it was really, really fun. So, from Oh, that-, that was amazing how you included me, and you had me on the week before. Did I really? Yeah. How do I have you? Oh, at the Ding Dong Show. At the Ding yeah, Dong yeah. Show, okay, yeah. Right. So okay. thank you so much. Oh, you're that welcome. That was so fun. Like, you're painting me to be this complete cunt. No, no, no. You've kind of done that, that yourself. Just... <laughs> 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 but I just, I just want to let you know that that's not my normal interaction. Like, this is just, you know, it's like the eclipse. It happens once <laughs> every 10 years. I have a feeling it's happened more than just a couple of times. But anyway, let's get back to this because now <laughs> I want to see how you work out of this. So you ask him to go inside and make out on the couch. And what you're doing is you're pulling a joke on him because you realize how horny he was for you. And this is a way to get even with him for what I don't know. But For inviting me to that diner. Oh, so you did it on purpose? Subconsciously, yes. Really? Is what we concluded when I did his podcast after he had cooled down a bit. Could you? Oh, so you've talked about this with him. Mm-hmm. Could you have possibly... He wanted you there because he wanted to be around you, but his friends didn't like you. Yeah. Do you think that could have been it? Yeah, that and that was what happened. Exactly. So can you blame him? Yes, I am blaming him. <laughs> oh, I did whoa. blame him. I'm going to have to bring up that C word again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. You are evil with your newfound power. So anyway, so what happened after? Did he immediately start laughing? Well, that is one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard, Esther Koo, that you were joking about making out with me. No, it didn't register to him that I was joking with my laughter. So we go inside the bar 
And we look for a couch to sit on. Oh, you really are. Continue on. <laughs> you <laughs> played it up. my fault. He's dense. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Guys, are, do you understand that guys are led naturally? They cannot help themselves. So when you do that, when you open a door like that, he is already in full reproductive glands, zooming out of the control. <laughs> it's not his fault. The women are the ones that say yes, and you have said yes. So he thinks things are going to happen. But maybe I'm wrong. He thinks the floodgates will open. Exactly. So take it from there. So now you're looking for a couch. Do you finally find a couch? Um, there are some couches. Are there other people making out on these other couches? No, I mean, people are drinking. I don't know if I saw anybody making out. But we do not find a couch. We do not sit down. We do not make out. So and then he gets really mad at me. But truthfully, Esther, you don't understand why he would be mad at you? <laughs> do you understand it all? Come on. <laughs> You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of a witch cove and when they just cast a spell. Ah! <laughs> the sucker man. Oh, my God. He so got he, really mad at me. Did he try to take you home? Did he say, let's go somewhere? We no. can't find a couch? So no. when did you let him know that you're not going to do that? When did he realize so that? So we left the bar, and then we just, um, I just went home, and he went home. So did he kiss you at all? No. He was complaining. He was, like, filing a complaint. You know, like when you leave a, a restaurant, it's like, would you like to make a suggestion? Yes. He was like filling out my form like right then and there. And he was talking about you? Yeah. He was bitching at me about it. First of all, I don't, I don't know. I don't know this guy, but I'll tell you, I like him. And when I see him, I'm going to shake his hand, maybe hug him and just walk away from him. He won't even know why, but I'll just do that. Okay. So... How did that resolve? Did you become friends after that? I guess so. I mean, um, then he cooled down after it, and then and then and then we worked it out through his podcast. He had me on as a guest, and we talked it through. Oh, and you talked about the whole story. And we, yeah, we analyzed like what happened and why he would invite me, and then we concluded that subconsciously I was mad at him for having invited me to the diner to begin ah. with because he shouldn't have done that. Well. I disagree. Do you think that he realized that all of his friends would be upset with you? <laughs> Did you? Do you really believe he thought that? No. I don't think so either. Right. He so just he, thought this you is can't a, blame him. Yeah. So this is a girl that I just want to hang with. You know, I look like a big shot hanging out with all these other guys. It's got to be impressive to her. I know everything that she's done, and maybe she could start learning about me. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But I'm just saying, if if I had to make a judgment on this. I would say that you were not the nice one. Yeah. But that happens one time every decade. Once a decade. So when was that? Was that the 2000s or the 2010s? Um, this was uh, last year. Oh, okay. So Yeah. Wow. So what's your relationship with him now? Um, we're friendly. Friendly? Yeah. Have you ever gone? Well, we we made out. Ah, he no, not made out. We made up. Oh, made up. <laughs> I was gonna say he finally got that, <laughs> but you never gave it to him. Oh, are you a cunt? Oh my god! <laughs> we made up. By the way, I just want to say this is the worst person I've ever had on here, and they, and remember, I've had Perry on the oh, show. Oh <laughs> no. wow! You know I'm joking with you. But, you're you're one of those people. It's hard to tell when you're joking. Well, that's what I try to do. You're but, such a good actor. Like that's one thing I was very impressed with you with Windy City Heat ah. is that you were so good at keeping a straight face through everything. I was like looking at you like I would be laughing my ass off. Let if me I were tell you, you something. There's giving many, giving the joke away. Many times you wanted to laugh. No, I, it's impossible not to laugh. Thank God for editing. Because I would always like... Oh, you did break out laughing. Uh, you can't help it. Yeah. And people say... But when you laughed, didn't Perry know it was a joke? No. <laughs> Come on. You're calling me mean. Oh, how dare you? Look at you. you. Yes. Oh, oh, what I do. I gave this guy a position in life. You can't say you that. You gave him a career. I gave him a career. Every Whether time, it's a joke career or not, it's a bigger career a than career. most people Mo can. He was the star of a motion had. picture. What was what? it the highest his IMDb ranking ever got? 
I have no idea. I've never even looked at that. And that's one thing I wanted to talk to you, but I wanted to find out how evil you are towards other men first. <laughs> but I will say this. You know what you've proven you know, there? It's because I'm a true feminist, and men have just had it so easy that once in a while, you just got to knock one down. Oh, are you a cunt? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know what? Let's take a poll. I'm going to put up a poll after this show comes out. Am I a cunt? Who is the worst person? Perry Caravello or... No, Esther Koo is not a terrible person. But I will say this. One thing that I do admire, and you just said something else about it. You went on the podcast and talked about that. And what a great thing to talk about. I mean, that had to be compelling. Here's a guy confronting this girl that did this. I have to say, that would be a great podcast to listen to. And so, we recorded it on the day the Red Sox won the World Series. Really? No, the Cubs. <laughs> okay, you don't even know what team was. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, they didn't win it last year. But that brings me to another point. Now, on your podcast, and i got to find out more about this because I know that I've told you this story before and it was told to me, but I just think it's absolutely hysterical. You... At the end of your podcast, and I want to find more details, you had a little niche that not a lot of people close out their podcasts with. Yeah. And what was that that you would do? I don't know. You tell me. I, I'd i never heard it, but I actually have... Do you have all the old copies? Can I go online and listen to them all? I took them down. You did? Oh, that's right, because your management people told you. So how could I have ever heard them? Even if I was stalking you like... Uh, no, it's not because my management. It's because like too many comedians were listening, and I was like, this is getting awkward. And why don't you tell people what you did? You tell them. Okay. <laughs> Every show you would end by masturbating, and you <laughs> claim that it was real. It wasn't fake at all. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I think that that's like, okay, I'm going to do something different. And let me tell you this. I don't think anybody's done it before or after you. So you're a groundbreaker, number one. So that takes a lot of balls. So I admire that. But now the story that I wanted to tell, because I heard this recently, Dice Clay was in the back area. (laughs) And there was a picture of Ali Wong in the back wall. Uh And he's saying to people loud enough, hey, there's that chick that masturbates at the end of her podcast. (laughs) And he's oh pointing to God. it. Yeah, Ali Wong. He's not even saying your name. But Ali Wong was right behind him and heard the whole thing. And I think was a little weirded out by the whole thing. What is it, sh- that's so funny. Oh, it is funny. Mm. And it's one of those things that I just like, oh, my goodness. But that's Andrew. Andrew just one of the things I toured with Andrew for a while. And I will tell you this. I was able to do things with Andrew Dice Clay, which was fun that the world was the stage and you could improvise in a store and people would put up with it because it's a celebrity there. And I mean, I would do everything. My big nickname with him was Dunce. And I... Andrew Dice Clay? Yeah, Dunce. Yeah, you're an idiot and all that. And he loved it because he loved somebody putting him down in front of everybody. I'd go on movies and I'd have screaming matches with him. I remember we were in Portland, Oregon and I'm yelling at him so much that the cab driver kicked us up. Get the fuck up. Get out of my fucking cab. Because we were just such assholes in there. But it was fun. Just the world was a stage and you could improvise in real life. And that taught me a lot. Another guy that I did this with, there's a guy by the name of Fred Asparagus. And he was a character actor, but he did a lot of big movies. He was uh, the final drummer in the movie Spinal Tap. He Ooh, was he was cool. in He was in a... Uh, a Robert Redford movie. He was in Beverly Hills Cop 3. He was in the movie uh, Three Amigos. Do you ever see that movie, Three Amigos? No. Okay, well, then this will probably mean nothing to you. He was the guy, he was the bartender in Three Amigos that sang Little Buttercup. He's a big, hefty guy. But a great guy. He passed away maybe about 10 years ago now, maybe even longer. And he did an exercise one night that was so great. We went to Man's Chinese Theater. And he was great at improv. Supposedly, he had an improv group at the comedy store, the comedy store players, when like Robin Williams and all these guys were coming into it. And he invented a lot of improv games that improv groups use all the time. He was the inventor of a lot of these games. And so I went to a movie one night with him, and it was a weekend. The place was packed. The only seats were in the front row. So we walked to the front row, and when we get there, he goes, you're on. 
And I knew what he meant. And I said, uh, can I get everybody's attention, please? I welcome to Man's Chinese Theater. Uh, before we get going, are there any questions here? Who has some questions? And I started fielding questions. Nobody stopped me, and I got big laughs. But when I sat down, he was like, yeah, good job. Because he said, all right, you're on. It's time to improvise. And I didn't miss a beat. And I Amazing. Went and I, yeah, and it was like, think That's about what, That was your training. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. And there was a reason that I was telling you those stories. I was telling you what a great actor you were in Windy City Heat, how you never broke character. Well, I did. But it's funny that you say that. A lot of people on uh, listening to the podcast, their favorite part is when myself or the other character, Mole, start laughing. One of the things I do admire about what you've done is you've come here and you seem to understand the social media. Now, I don't even have 10,000 followers on Twitter, and I do everything. You don't? I don't even have 10,000. I'm like, what? No 9, way. 9,300, right. And it's just like, and I see what you do. You've got uh, over 100,000. I believe it's like, if I remember during my research, it's 100,300 and something like that, right? Yeah. So that's great. How do you think you got most of your followers? Do you think it's because you're a cute Asian that's out there? Do you think that has something to do with it too? No. What do you think it is exactly? Because who cares? It's not like I post like cute Asian photos every day on Twitter. I don't. Don't you? No. So don't blame it on that, John. I'm not blaming it on that. Please don't be offended by it. I'm just saying like <clears throat> I could see people following you for many reasons. Well, I got most of them from when I did MTV. Ah. Yeah. What was the name of the show that you did? It was called Girl Code. And they put our Twitter names oh. on the TV screen. So you're literally watching the show going, really? I'm going to follow, follow this girl. She's funny. Yeah. So oh. that's where, like, before that, I only had 2,000 followers. And where did you do that? I mean, where was that shot? Was it in New York? In New or was York, it here? yeah. Ah. Yeah. And who hosted that? What was the show about? I'm sorry that there I'm was no a... host. It was um, it was a talking head show, so it was a bunch of us. Yeah, yeah. Who else? Anybody else I would know? Jessie Mae Peluso. Okay. <clears throat> Do you know her? No. Um, she's a stoner comedian. Good uh, for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you consider yourself a stoner comedian? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Do you do any of the hemp? things do you do any of those shows like hemp shows or anything i like want to do more of those weed shows yeah yeah but they always get canceled <laughs> lack of preparation yeah they don't got their fucking hey. shit together because who's gonna like produce a it's a good idea man we ought, a comedy show. we ought to have a comedy show on the 13th yeah so uh so that's where you got most of uh do you do facebook a lot no, not really. I do have Facebook people, but I focus more on where the bulk of my followers are. So I'm on Twitter all more, the time, like, like five times more than I am on Facebook. You know? Yeah, I, I just I don't know why. What do you think it is that I do that nobody wants to follow me? Every night I'm at the comedy store. I'll try to mention it there. I have a pretty cool podcast. Maybe not everybody knows about it, but I think that when people discover it, they find it to be pretty cool. What do you think I'm doing wrong? And this goes for everybody. Anybody out there? I think if Twitter existed when Windy City Heat came out, you would have 5 million followers. But I'm telling you this, the crazy thing, maybe not, because I think there's more fans now. This thing has grown in popularity. Instead of going backwards, it is stronger now than when the movie came out. You need to suck more dicks of okay, people who have bigger Twitter following so that they'll retweet you. Well, that's one of the reasons I'm here. <laughs> I wanted to get you before you left town. Now, how long are you going to be back in New York for? Um, for a week. Only a week? Yeah. What are you doing there? Doing shows. Really? Where do you work? Uh, Stand Up New York, Dangerfields, so, Comedy really? Strip. Yep. So if you were to advise people... So you, you think the best thing to do is get an MTV show that puts your Twitter <laughs> handle up there and people will follow you. Do you. Is there any other way that you think of? Um, I think just being just being out there, you know, just doing other people's shows. Whose show do you do a lot that probably gets you Twitter followers? Did you ever do Opie and Anthony or any, yeah. any variation of I that? I did Opie and Anthony, Opie and Jimmy. Yeah. You know. 
And, we, and I think that helps because they do tell people to follow you online. Really? Or if people just like you, they'll follow you. Without, Absolutely. You know? But did they like you? Were they? Did they always have fun with you? Did they bring you back? Yeah, I've always had fun with them. So how many times would you say you've been on those shows? Um, A couple times. Yeah? Yeah. And when you go on there, do you, are you there to promote something or are they just there because you're in town? Just there to hang out and talk on the radio and entertain. You know, so just goof you, around on the radio. How'd you meet those guys, though? Um, I guess, I don't know. You know what happened? Bobby Lee talked about me on the Opie and Anthony show. And what did he say? He he was complaining about how I was making fun of Asian men on Last Comic Standing and how it's not good for Asians. And they're like, well, pull up her clip. And they pulled up my clip and they all started laughing. And Bobby Lee was like still sore from it. So, so Bobby Lee has a problem with you? Well, he had a problem that day. But they were like, they were like, she's making me more laugh, laugh more than you are oh, with really? her joke about you guys, you know? Really? Yeah. So he, I actually have to thank Bobby Lee for bringing me up because <laughs> that's, that's how it. I was introduced to the whole ONA universe. And how long after that did they invite you to be part of the show? Years later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I was sitting in my queen's apartment and somebody had sent me a message on Facebook and said, you should listen to this. They were talking about you today. Really? And I listened to it. I had never heard them before. And I thought, wow, that's so cool. But to me, the idea of like going into their studio just seems so far off. Really? Why? Why did it seem that way? Because I just had low self-esteem. I just didn't think that was attainable. Meanwhile, I should have been calling them the next day saying, Hey, yeah. I'm that girl you were talking about that Bobby Lee was talking about. Uh, I'll come in and defend myself. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. There is, And I think that I'm going to start trying to follow up on this kind of stuff because I, I'm just so terrible with it. But do you know who Burt Crusher is? Mm-hmm. Have you ever done his show? Yes, I love Bert Kreischer. He's so nice. Well, here's the deal. One time, somebody sends me a thing. They say, oh, my God, you were all over Bert Kreischer's show. And they had Jeff Dennis and Ryan O'Neill on. And they were talking about me. And he was like, oh, my God, I'd love to have Don Bears. He wants us to try to get it. I think if we ask Don, I think he... And they went through this whole thing. They've never asked me. I've never been asked to be on. I mean, they were talking for at least 20 minutes about, about you, about me and how he'd love to have me on. Oh, he loves this. <laughs> and yet he's never, and I've never followed up. So I think that well, that's you what, should follow up there. I mean, 20 minutes is an eternity. I'm telling you, I'm not bullshitting you at all. It just went on and on. And they're saying things that are just unbelievably I'll text nice. Him and tell him to put you on. Oh, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Even if even if you had to say, hey, I'll go with him. Have us both on. I'd go with you. Yeah. All right. So, but like the other, like Joe Rogan, I've heard him, they'll talk about me I constantly. talked about you on Joe Rogan's Did you really? podcast. And how, what was the response? It was all the way at the end. Yeah. And I was, your name came up and because... At that point, oh, I had, am I about to use the c word on you right now? No, you're, no, you're, no. The buildup is kind of like, oh. So I said, "Who's the biggest loser in showbiz?" And all I could think of was you. No, they obviously think very highly of Do you. Do they really? See, yes. Come on. But I don't know. But here's the here's the funny thing. I want to hear what you said about because I never heard that. But they talk about me quite a bit. Yet Joe has never asked me to be on the show. And it's one of those things like you don't want to ask. No, I don't. Because it's like you want to be asked to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right? Because I don't want to go on. Because I know like you hear about Joey Diaz going on it. Every time he goes on, he does something funny. Do I have stories? Yes. I mean, there's stories you that I You have to I don't... put Joe Rogan on your vision board. What's my vision board? It's like what you want for your future. Oh, really? So just start thinking, visualizing it? Exactly. All right. Is that what you do? When's the last time you put something on your vision board that worked for you? Um, in January on my vision board, I have kill it on social media. And here you are asking me how I kill it on social media. I am asking you how you kill it on social media. Yep. Wow. Yeah. But you really, it just so happened that it was all from the MTV thing. It's like your hard work. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, so it's like really no story for people to follow. (laughs) No, but it is hard work because it's like. Oh, hell yeah. You know, like I went to that audition and I've been on every audition and not. Have you? Not getting. How often do you audition? I don't know. Every, every couple weeks, I guess. 
Really? Yeah. And what have you been up for? What is something that you saw that someone That I didn't else, get? Yeah, that somebody else There's got. a new sitcom called Great News. I auditioned for the news reporter. Yeah. <clears throat> the journalist, and I didn't get it. Who? Nicole Richie got it. Nicole Richie? Yeah. So do you think they went with a name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can't blame her for that. You know, sometimes they use us as pawns. Uh, absolutely. Hopefully, they they showed Nicole Richie my tape, and they're like, "You got to do it like she does it." In my delusional mind, that's what happens. Well, then let's go with that. Do you remember the Glickman story? You know who Glickman is? Who? He's the big guy. He's like a great singer and all that. He was on some kids show. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, anyway, he got the role of the Broadway version, or at least the play version of Shrek. He was the guy. Stephen Kramer Glickman. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know him. Well, that's the reason I said, do you know who he is? And he said no. But I didn't say his full name. Right. Okay. But yeah, he was the guy and he was going through rehearsals. But in that business... As a voice of Shrek? He was the star of the Broadway play. He got it. He got it. And he had been going through rehearsals. But then what they do... Then they got a name guy to replace him right before it started. Really? Yeah. And it's like, wow. Who got it? I have no idea. But whoever got it was some like name guy. I remember when he got Shrek. I remember he he was being brought up as that was one of his credits. Yeah. He was in there and they, and they got somebody else right before it started. It's like, because it's just somebody to rehearse while they're building it up and getting the play down. Then a guy comes in and just knows the lines and takes it away unbelievable wow so he thought he had it that is cruel he had been getting paychecks because he was there doing it he was rehearsing with these guys oh and then the name guy didn't need to rehearse i'm sure he did but they brought him in at the last second but when they're getting every like okay here's day one they don't have the star of it there yet and they had glickman and i don't i don't think he knew that i mean it's like wow i always i always i always had a a bigger respect for Glickman after that because of that. Just thinking, oh my God. You just have the rug from pulled up right. from underneath you. It reminds me of one time I was with Glickman and I said, hey, do you want to go and find a couch and make out? And then, <laughs> and then I just, it, that's exactly what I did. I laughed at him just like you did. That's right? why we're friends. Yeah. But he got that it was a joke. No, he he's didn't. no fool. No, he didn't. He actually, he actually tells a story about me, but it's always funny to listen to somebody tell a story about you. There was uh, I was waiting in line to pay a ticket, so I'm at the courthouse, and it was just taking forever, and you know how those lines go. And then some guys got in. They started cutting in front. I go, hey, why don't you guys get out? We've been waiting here quite a while. And they started some shit with me, and I wasn't going to be pushed around. So instead of acting like afraid, which I think that's what they wanted me to be, I wasn't afraid. He basically now tells like the story, it's grown to the point. And then Don takes a samurai sword and starts cutting heads off. You know, I mean, but I mean, he tells this story and I heard it through his vision, which wasn't even close to what it really was. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a terrible story. I didn't even get your Esther Koo laugh there. <laughs> <laughs> Email it to me. I'll laugh when I read it. Then maybe that's the way I should do it. No, I mean, the story that I told Joe Rogan was about um, when I came into the store and you were on stage and you brought me up on stage. I did? Yes. This have, was years ago. I have no recollection. Was this when you first came to town? No, this was... I was just visiting. You were visiting. I was just visiting for so a you, week. So you had already been a comic and probably a pretty successful person in New York. You've been on a sh- had you been on the show as of yet? The MTV show? Um, Probably not. Probably before that. Okay. But at least you had been doing stand-up for a while. Yeah. I think this was like... This must have been like... Four or five, six years ago, or something. God, it's just you're a baby at this game. So I went to the store, and in the OR, you were on stage, and there were like, you know, not a lot of people in the crowd. Huh. And hard you, to believe when I'm brought, on stage. You brought me up on stage. It was like a Monday, Tuesday, or whatever, right? So you brought me up on stage. This is when Tommy was still there, right? I think. And you brought me up on stage, and you didn't know I was a comic, right? And you start interviewing me on stage like you do. Was I nice? You were nice. Okay. Until I started getting laughs. Then you pretended to be mad at me. Oh, okay. And you threw a chair. <laughs> 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 All right. I'll buy that. Yeah, that sounds like me. 
<laughs> you don't get last train Maya. So I got scared. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, let me say right now, I'm sorry for scaring you. No, no. I mean, not that scared. But I thought, I thought, God, he's really mad. <laughs> and Joe and Redman were like, no, I'm sure he was kidding. I'm like, I don't know. They're like, he's totally kidding. I'm like, okay, well, sure, I'm, whatever you say. I'm glad we could p- finally put an end to that. Yes, I was kidding. I don't think I was Maddie. But it's funny that I picked you. Yeah. It is funny. It was funny. What were you doing? How did you get my attention when the, when I was on stage? I was stage? just sitting in the crowd like an audience member. Mm. Were you with somebody? No, was I was just you? by myself. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe that's why I saw you. God, you're you're very open. My God, you're a really good guest. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Before we go, I do want to go back to one thing. You know, we have said some things about you using the C word, which might be out of line. I've never really called my guest that before, so you're you're first there. But you, I have said, and maybe you feel that it's because of your upbringing when you were a nerd. I can't even see you as like a nerd i can't even visualize it why did you consider yourself a nerd and why were you, were your parents like overbearing with you yeah and by overbearing would they not let you do anything mm-hmm. really yeah when would they let you around boys or was there never a boy that tried to talk to you no boys made fun of me all the time really why mm-hmm. because um i just was really gross looking how could you have been gross looking? You want to see a picture? Yes, I would love to see a picture. I had buck teeth. Like, yeah. I didn't get braces till I was on my way to college. Really? Mm-hmm. So I had these e- enormous buck teeth that just protruded. Like, they just stuck out, like, practically 90, 90 degrees. I bet you nobody wanted to kiss you on the... Co- oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> no, you look basically the same. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Look at these big glasses. All right, well, they're big glasses, but they're taken off. No, oh, like I, I the thought... thing. Is, the thing is, when you have this laugh and these buck teeth and really? these glasses and hand-me-down clothes, oh, then and you laugh like this, people just made fun of me all the time. Who's then when saying... I got pretty, everybody was like, "No, oh, that's the cutest laugh." Oh. <laughs> so I noticed a shift. I'm like, everybody was annoyed with my laugh back then. I understand you You have a sister, and she laughs exactly the same way. Is that true? Yeah. So that must have been crazy at the dinner table. Well, like, we didn't really have a dinner table. Really? Yeah, we were, like, raised by wolves, practically. Really? Mm-hmm, like Christian wolves. Well, what do you mean by that? Like, there was just no What'd your dad order. do for work? There was just no order in our house. It was just pure chaos. How many kids? Five kids. Five kids? Are the the youngest? I'm the second oldest. Second oldest. Brother or sister older? Brother. Uh, what's he do with he's, himself? He's a fucking cop. He's a fucking cop. What is that? Like, if you commit a crime, he comes over and fucks you? Reminds <laughs> me of that movie, Internal Affairs. You know that movie? No. Richard Gere? I only know Windy City Heat. Ah, look at that. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I told everybody to watch it. Well, that is so... I mean, that's why I said, when you told me that, I honestly believed you. And I thought, wow, you are the coolest person ever. That's why I invited you to do And my show. not only that, but the guy who makes my artwork for my podcast, for my Instagram, right. said, congratulations on scoring the big guest, Don Barris. He said that, really? Yes. God, you see, I'll tell you something. I wish I understood anybody ever thinking anything positive about me. Don, really, quit it with your low self-esteem. You well, have you done too. so much in the business, and <sighs> it's a shock that you don't have more Twitter followers, but you'll uh, get there. I'm very lucky. When I met Jimmy Kimmel, he literally changed my life around for so many reasons. First of all, I don't know. Do you have a lot of friends out here? I mean, really good friends. No, I'm still new to town. Really? Yeah. See, when I came out here, people were just such jerks. And I don't know, I'm sure you're well aware, but the comedy store seems even worse than most comedy clubs. People there are just fucking assholes. The competition is unbelievable. So I had no friends. I I started collecting a I lot. I know, I heard you on Mark Maron's podcast. Oh, did you? About how you lost like $6,000 or? No, much more than that. 
I, you I kept it in your car. Like it was I, so devastating. Was, I was like, car oh was my robbed. God. My car was robbed on the way out here. Right before I left, I was supposed to. I had a friend who had a friend that was in Cats that was playing at the Schubert Theater at the time. And I had come out here and I was going to be able to stay with her for a while until I got a place. The day before I left, the day before I left, her mother had bitched at her and said, that can't happen. That's why I had no place to go. I mean, it was like, and I said, no matter what, I'm going to go. And I just, every single... That's why we're so lucky nowadays. We have Craigslist and the internet. Because where do you go? So many more opportunities now than there were then. Yeah. I'm even saying in show business itself, if you are funny, you can now be seen because you have the internet. If you have any savvy at all about the internet, you could put out little videos. There's been guys that have... Well, you are an avid periscoper just like me. Not really. I do it once a week or maybe a couple times, but not really. I do it for shows. Once a week is a lot. Is it really? Yes. Okay, well, then I do it a lot then. But I'm just telling you this. I I just I look at what you're doing, and until today, I thought you were nice to everybody. <laughs> but, but but now I'm seeing how wrong I was about that. And but it's just I'm very happy that you have a lot of positive things, and it's I'm glad you're my friend. The only you, reason that I'm not not nice to somebody is just to make myself laugh. I guess that's the definition of an really? ass- asshole. Really? Yeah, I just do it to make myself laugh. And I I guess I thought they would have been better sports about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you mean that raging heart on meant something else besides you wanted me to joke around about it? Oh, I am so ho- I am so sorry. Well, you are a special oh, little treat. Oh my god. Well listen, Esther. I must say thank you, first of all, for coming and letting me come to your place and record this because I was very glad that you would ask me when we're going to do the podcast because I probably would have put it aside and I'm glad that we did this because I think that you are a pretty spectacular talent here and I'm glad that you're my friend, so I'm glad that I have you and when I get my studio back together you got to come and do a show when we have the podcast studio back in okay will you promise that first of all definitely no thank you so much for having me i'm a big fan all right and uh this was so much fun oh it wasn't that fun it was fun we had we had many laughs together yes we did that is a lot of fun we're gonna run a poll who's the worst person we'll have that in there uh hitler well, more people more people know perry caravello than yeah me. maybe that's maybe but we'll throw in hitler i like to your see hat too your quickie martin hat oh yeah a little uh is that a poo's last name yes it is wait let can me you read, read it uh i have a proprietor Simpsons you know I when know. i got this when they had the simpsons movie come out do you remember that what they mm-hmm. did is they had a promotion, and they took, like, I think six or eight 7-Elevens in America. And they made <gasps> and turned them, them into Quickie Mart? And turned them into Quickie Mart, and the whole outside, the whole inside was all Quickie Mart. And I went there. I took numerous pictures. I bought everything that they had there. And there <gasps> no was, there way! Was, and they had eight throughout the country. There were two in Los Angeles. There were wow. two in Los Angeles. And it was kind of a cool thing. That is cool. That's when they originally started putting the donuts, the the Simpsons donuts with the sprinkles, the pink frosting, the sprinkles on top. Now you go to quintessential Simpsons donut. Exactly. I had one of those uh, in Orlando at Disney World. Whoa! Or Universal Studios, they have a Moe's Pub there. Oh, really? Yeah. I wish you would open with that story. That's where I got this. That is so cool. Well, Esther Koo. I remember when Burger King was giving out Simpsons dogs. That was the same time. And when was I, it? During that time, I thought, you know what? If there is such thing as a collector, because I'm seeing that people are collecting a lot of shit, and these things, some of them are unbelievable when they sell them. So I thought, I wonder if this is going to be kind of rare. So I went to Burger King. And I collected one of, they had these little toys, and I collected three of each one. One I opened, two I kept in a sealed package, because I thought that's going to be even more valuable. And I collected the entire series. I went to 7-Eleven, I got cups, I, you know, uh, I bought, they had Jolt Cola, they had... Uh, oh, 
Wow. And those, all those just exploded because I just never used them. I never opened them. And I was going to keep them. But the cans eventually exploded. But I still what? have all the cans. You know, Same I, thing that happens to your bowels when you drink it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to tell you a little story. And this is bizarre. Are you familiar with Carlos Mencia? Mm-hmm. Now, he reached a pretty good point. Yeah. And he did some things. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, his career just faltered. And I don't know if I should say it. Should I say it? Well, you could always edit it out if you regret saying it. So just say it and then decide later. But I want to know if I should tell the story from you because if you say tell it. Okay. He came up to me and he came up to me and said, Hey, Don, I just want to say, I know for years I was such a dick. I bumped people. I didn't give a fuck about anybody else. And I know I must have bumped you an awful lot. And I just wanted to say I'm sorry. And he hugged me. I thought, whoa. Wow. Yeah. So the last time somebody did that, uh, are you familiar with a guy by the name of Freddie Soto? No. He was kind of on his way up, and he was kind of a big comic, and he's really, really a nice guy. Mm -hmm. But I was mistaken, and I just, I one time tried to talk to him. And I think I was being kind of weird, or at least he was seeing me in a way that he had never seen me before. And I think he got very weirded out about it. And one night he came up to me just out of the blue, just like almost like Carlos did. And he hugged me and he said, I just want you to know, I'm so sorry. And he hugged me and he kissed me and he goes, I just love you. I love you, Don Paris. And I was like, so, I was kind of weird and I walked away. The next day, he died. <gasps> what? Yeah. What did he do to you? That N nothing really. Like I say, it's it's nothing. At the time, it was when I wasn't getting spots, and I just felt like you know, I you stupidly think, oh, you do this, and you know, and it was just a mix up. It was more my thoughts than anything. He was such a sweet dude, and I think that I weirded him out by one time just going up to him and telling him what was going on in my life. And I think it just took him by shock, and he didn't know how to handle it. And I just remember feeling, oh, he's being a dick to me. But he wasn't being a dick to me. And I just, but I think he knew because at that point, we were never the same again. And it was my fault. But yet, he came up and apologized to I me. I wonder how long he had been wanting to resolve that with you, have, that once he did... He was at peace and could rest in peace. <laughs> you think that, that he completed everything he I wanted think, to do in yeah. life and then died? I think people know. I think there is something to that. And that's the feeling I got. I was like, oh, if he dies tomorrow, I am going to be so weirded out. It's like I am the tunnel. People have to say goodbye to me. And, yeah. Yeah. So I was very weirded out by that. I hope that's not bad that I say. Anyway, I've gone way over Esther Koo, you are a cool person. You don't leave me hanging like that, and I've got a few things that i got to tell you off the air. Uh, but you've got to come back. You promised me you'll come back. Of course. All right, and you have a wonderful time in New York. And, and you know what? And Take that one dude over to that place and take him to that couch. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Esther Koo. <laughs> Thank oh, wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. What's your Twitter and all that kind oh, of stuff? Oh, it's at Esther Cuckoo. Esther Cuckoo, and that's K-U-K-U. E-S-T-H-E-R-K-U-K-U. K-U. I'll have a new show on Go90.com. It's called Sorry Not Sorry. It's a what sketch, is that? sketch show. Oh, really? Yeah. That sketch that I just showed you. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, from with that? With the phone call? That's a Eddie Pepitone, right? Yeah, that's a clip from He's the show. He's a funny dude, man. Yeah. So He's I have a, a very funny I have a music dude. video up there. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah. It's a whole sketch show that we did. We did eight episodes. Well, good for you. Everything's going to work out great for you. I'm happy to know you, and please be my friend and maybe help me someday. Boink. Hell yeah. All right. Bye. This episode was sponsored by Speedweed. Speedweed is America's most trusted name in medical marijuana delivery. Go to www.speedweed.com for all your medical marijuana needs. From celebrities to soccer moms, Speedweed offers same-day and overnight delivery of the best medical marijuana throughout California. You just get it straight delivered to your home. Now, how great is that? You just keep your pajamas on answer the door and your weed is there. 
So go to www.speedweed.com for all your medical marijuana needs. Hey, thank you, Don Barris, for doing my podcast again. This was so fun, and this was a a male point of view describing the Jewish Eeyore get slammed by the front door, the back door. What was it that I called it? I forget. But um, it was so funny when he called me a cunt because it was nice to hear him tell people, tell you guys that I've never been a cunt to him, though. So whatever. Hey, I'm in New York City right now. I'm going to be at Broadway Comedy Club September 17th on Sunday. And I've been doing shows. I did the Jim Norton and Sam Roberts show and the Anthony Cumia and Artie Lang show. You can go online and look for those and take a listen because they were so much fun to do. And I was debating whether I should do like a um Orgasms for Irma fundraiser because my friend Kelly did lose... Um, a lot of things in her house. She has to buy everything all over again. And I got super lucky that everything was fine, that I don't have to do that. So I was thinking of maybe helping her out if you guys, um, want to donate to the Orgasms for Irma fundraiser. What do you guys think? Okay. I'm going to do the Hollywood improv in Los Angeles. On September 24th with Alexis Grossman and come on out to that and many more podcasts to come in the future. In the future, great news. You know, I haven't been to New York in a while and I'm walking around Brooklyn and I see that all of these apartments have these, um, brown garbage cans. And I asked my friend, I said, what is the brown one for? She said, it's for composting. I was like, no fucking way. Are you serious? People are composting in Brooklyn now. That made me so happy because that's the reason probably why we had four freaking hurricanes all in a row. This freaking hurricane really fucked up a lot of, a lot of places in Florida. Um, it wasn't as bad as Harvey, but it does look like an earthquake zone in Naples and in in the Keys and um, other parts. I hope that um, they can recover soon. And my heart goes out to everybody in the Keys and in Naples. And um, I guess we're really fortunate that it didn't hit Miami. Yeah, we got really, we got really, really lucky. I guess people were telling me that Cubans do like a, uh, Cubans do like some sort of seance where they put fruit on the sidewalk and they dance to the gods and pray that it doesn't hit Miami. Maybe that worked. Maybe enough people did that and it avoided Miami. Um, just in New York, doing the grind out here, did my shows last night. Shout out to the guy who brought me two mangoes at the show last night. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, um, thanks again. Thank you, Don Barris. Always so much fun having you on. I'm always laughing my ass off when I'm listening back to you. So this was so much fun. And uh, go watch Windy City Heat if you haven't already. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.